Let's get real for a minute. Have you ever gotten frustrated because you weren't in control of a situation? Maybe it's a project at work that you wish you could fix, but there are other teams you depend on whose priorities are outside your control. No matter how hard you try, you don't dictate what those other teams work on. Or maybe your best friend and her husband are planning a destination wedding, even though all their friends and family live right here, and it's going to be really inconvenient for everybody to travel across the country. But there's nothing you can do about it. It's their big day. It's their choice. Hi. I'm Tim. This is We're Only Human, a podcast celebrating the resiliency of the human spirit. I get frustrated when I can't affect change in a situation where I strongly feel I should be able to affect change in. The truth is, some situations are just completely outside of our control. And it's easy to think there's nothing we can do about it, to just sit back and let those situations unfold in front of us, for better or for worse, But it turns out there are things we can do. We can affect change in some of these situations that we don't have any direct control over. Several of the conversations I've had with guests on this podcast have touched on this theme of not having control and what to do about it. There are four main ideas around this theme that I've seen surface through these conversations, and I'd like to share those with you today. Let's start with number one. Life is a lot of chaos, and we're searching for contentment in the midst of that chaos. This is how Robin May describes her life and her family's life. For her, contentment in the midst of chaos meant figuring out how to deal with her 18-year-old son suddenly being diagnosed with cancer. In a recent episode of this podcast, I spoke with Robin about her perspective on what we do and don't have control over in our lives. Well, and you know, I think that we go through life trying to convince ourselves that we have control over so many things that we don't have control over. And uh, cancer is one of them, right? You know, you have small children and, and you are doing everything in your power to protect them from everything bad. I did the same thing. You know, I was... Uh, I guess, you know, probably a helicopter parent to some degree. My husband would probably laugh and say, yeah, all the way in, you were a helicopter parent. Um, (laughs) But it all came from this desire to protect them, right? And sometimes too much. Um, But uh, it's chaos because there's so much of life we really can't control. And it's scary for people. Like, you know, this podcast may scare people to think about that there's nothing we can do to, to protect our kids from really the big demons of this world, right? Like an illness, whether it be a terminal illness or it be something like um, depression or anxiety or diabetes or, you know, those things that are just majorly impacting their quality of life as they move forward. So chaos seems appropriate. It does. Pri- prior to Matthew's diagnosis, had you ever experienced uh, like a, a life-changing event of this magnitude but before that? Yeah. Um, no, I would have to say no. I think 
for any parent, and maybe I'm overstating it, but I think for for the vast majority of pa- parents, losing a child or the imminent possibility of losing a child is is unique and in my mind, the most difficult thing that parents ever have to go through. Um, and I'm not saying that to like say, hey, look at us. We live through this really hard thing because um, I still have my son with me. Um, the, the hardest thing is for me is watching parents that have had to let go of their children. And, uh, you know, I have friends, several friends and a family member that, that have had to do that with, with um, younger children or younger adult kids. So um, I, I think that that experience, um, I don't think there's any preparing you for that experience. The only thing uh, other than, than Matt's illness that I would say has, was really traumatic as an adult was, you know, my mom died suddenly from cancer. She uh, got sick on a Friday and died 13 days later. And I was 37 at the time when she died. So I was young and that, that just came as a real shock. So that was my first real insight into the fact that, wow, you know, this world can knock you on your behind and you don't see it coming. And that's the thing about these chaotic things of life. If we saw them coming, number one, and if we could control them, number two, then it wouldn't be chaos. It would be controlled living. And, and we, don't get, we don't get to live in a, in a space and time that's controlled. I think Robin's right. In the grand scheme of things, we're all on this planet for a very short time, and many aspects of our lives are outside of our control. If we can't control what happens to us all the time, what can we do? That brings us to our second idea. We don't choose what happens to us, but we can choose how we react to it. When Christine Mortensen first said this in our conversation in a recent episode of this podcast, it clicked for me. We have complete control over how we choose to react to any given situation. My conversation with Christine touched on the sudden death of her husband and where she found the strength to keep going. You don't get to choose what happens to you, but you get to choose how you react to it. And that's the way I try to approach life, especially especially lately. Um, I love what I do, and there's so much good in the world. And I just try not to lose sight of that. Um, so I guess that's what, I don't know, I guess that's what keeps me going. That maybe somehow, little by little, tomorrow will get better. I, I love what you just said. I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to write it down. You don't get to choose what happens to you, but you choose how you get to react to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it's your choice. Like, you know, shitty things happen to really great people every single day. And you can choose to wallow you can choose to um you know woe is me um you can choose to let it eat you up or you can use it as ammo you know for i don't know a better way to 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 describe it but like or you can use it as as fuel um to keep you going and you know to like okay well that happened 
you can't change what happened. Um, but you can change how you let it affect you. And you can let it change how you let it affect your future. I love that. I love that so much. Like I said, I had to write it down. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, yeah, that's, uh, sometimes it's the only thing that keeps me going. In addition to being able to choose how you react to what happens to you, there are other ways you can affect a situation. Let's talk about our third idea. Even when you don't have control, you can still create positive change. In a recent episode of this podcast, my guest Nick Staggy reflected on the traumatic brain injury his oldest daughter had when she was just over a year old. He observed how others were able to help make things better for him and his family, even when they couldn't control what was happening to his daughter. Well, February 6th will make 14 or 15 years now since my oldest had a traumatic brain injury. And I'm so glad to report now, you'd never know that she had a traumatic brain injury, but she was 15 months at the time. She was life flighted to Primary Children's Hospital. Oh, wow. Um, she had multiple brain surgeries and was in a coma for a month. And multiple times the, the doctors would come in and tell us, you need to go say goodbye. She's not going to make it through the hour. She truly is a miracle. And I think it was in that experience that I saw so many people there wanting to help, but knowing there's nothing I can do to help next daughter get better. Right? Like there, there wasn't. Even yeah. doctors were like, I don't know what else to do. This, this is going to be a miracle. But they were there and they were offering and they were showing support. And that was so comforting and that was so helpful. And so I think we have to, we have to recognize that we, we're not going to be able to take away someone's pain or their struggles or the, the things that they're battling with. But we certainly can offer warmth and support and if even only for a moment, it helps brighten someone's day and makes them feel better, then, God, oh, that's totally worth it. Our fourth and final idea today is focus on the things you do have control over. This is something Eve Simon has been training herself to do more often since she was first diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. I spoke with her on a recent episode of this podcast, and I love her thoughts about where to place your focus. But it's a, it is a fine line between being a control freak, which I am, and understanding that you are not in control of everything and knowing what you fight for and what you don't. You know, I can't stop the progression of MS. I can do a couple things to try and slow it, but I certainly can stop someone from treating me like shit. Yeah, it's that idea of concentrating on the things that we do have control over and not stressing out over the things we don't. I forgot. There's some saying I heard recently along those lines, but it's something I thought about too that I don't think I'm a control freak to to the extreme, but I, I do think I enjoy being able to orchestrate my own you know, destiny, my own environment to the best of my ability. And 
I, I do feel like when those situations arise where it's something that I either have little or maybe no control over, it's hard not to get frustrated over yeah. that. Like it's so hard to just say you literally can't do anything about it. Like just saying that sentence, I'm always thinking, no, there's always something I can do. <laughs> right. Yeah, but it's also it it's a it's a combination I think of age for me. I mean, when I was 30, I, I was crazy. I mean, I was just impossible to deal with because I was so high strung, I guess is a word for it. <laughs> Um, and the pressure, like I lived on the pressure and I wanted things to be perfect. And I know that you can't, it's never going to be perfect. Or or your definition of perfect changes over time because perfect can be, I'm going to nap today. That's perfect. You know what I mean? But when you're younger, you don't you don't see that. And I'm, I'm sort of annoyed that you have to A, get older and B, potentially have some sort of trauma to see it. It would be really cool if you didn't. Um, but it is what it is. So, you know, there's a fine balance between being totally, totally, I have to control everything in my life. And then the opposite, which is, well, I have no control, so I'm just going to go with the flow. So it's it's finding where, I'm not going to say where it's comfortable, because sometimes things, the best things happen when you're uncomfortable, but finding where you can tolerate and you can survive pretty much and thrive to some degree. I mean, you're not going to, you're not going to thrive every day. You're not going to be in survival mode every day, but you're, you know, notice when your day is good. I do that now too. I used to not. Before I got diagnosed, it was like, okay, whatever. But now I notice when I'm feeling good. It's like, this is a good day. I know it's going to change. This is a good day. And then you sort of say, okay, cool. Let's mark that as the top. (laughs) And uh, when it's down again in the basement, I'll remember there's going to be a top again. But, you know, that takes time, unfortunately, to learn that. If you're like me, You get frustrated when you feel like you can't control a situation or at least affect it in some way. As we've learned today, some situations are just completely outside of our control. But it turns out there are things we can do. We can affect change in some of these situations that we don't have any direct control over. And often we can do so in a positive way. So to recap, we've talked about four ideas about this today. The first one is, We live amongst a lot of chaos. Life is messy, it's not perfect, and so much of it is simply uncontrolled. Second, you don't get to choose what happens to you, but you get to choose how you react to it. Simple words, but this can completely change your perspective in my experience. Third, remember that even when you're not in control, there are still ways for you to help the situation and make a positive impact. And finally, number four, focus on the things you do have control over. That's probably the path to where you can make the most impact. And as always, please remember, we're not alone. We're not perfect. We're only human. Thanks for listening to We're Only Human. Please subscribe to the podcast in your favorite podcast app, rate and review us, and share this episode with a friend. Thanks.